Hey everybody, welcome to Geek This Podcast. This is the second episode in our Geek This Summer series, and we are talking about Star Trek Into Darkness, which was a fantastic movie, and we've also brought back our comic book poll list, Geek This Recommends, and we got a little bit of feedback, I believe, um, from some Facebook followers, and um, I'm really excited about this episode because we get to open up with um, some announcements, some really cool ways that you can help Geek This Podcast out and also support some of the other podcasts that were featured in last week's Podcasters Initiative episode. So, without further ado, here's episode 12. Uh, So, before we actually review Star Trek into darkness um there's a couple of kind of cool things that i wanted to bring up um the first one is and i put this on the facebook page at facebook.com slash geek this podcast and uh there is a movie reviewer that i've been following on youtube um for probably two or three years now his name's chris stuckman and i have have you heard of him i haven't no i have not okay um Really, um, his movie reviews are pretty cool because he makes short films. Um, so he comes at it not only as a as a as a moviegoer or as a fan of movies, um, but also as um, you know a director or uh, a movie maker, I guess. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, he's working on his new short film, which is called Julia. I don't know. It just it seems really cool. So I, I really want to get him. Um, as a guest on the podcast sometime. So basically what I said on Facebook is if, if everybody could go to his Facebook page, which I've linked, um, if they go to his Facebook page and just basically say, Hey, you need to be a guest on geek this podcast. That would just be really cool. Link him to our website. Um, I've contacted him on Twitter a couple times, but I wonder if he thinks it's spam. Um, <laughs> I try to be as personable as I can in 140 characters, but he hasn't answered anything of mine yet. So um, that would just be really cool because uh, I'm a huge fan of his, and I really respect him as a reviewer because he doesn't use a lot of like language, and he's not really crude either on his reviews, which makes the reviews better. Mm. Um, and also the second thing, this is really cool, and I'm going to f- say that I can talk about this. Um but Ben Avery, who I we've had on the podcast before, he also does Strangers and Aliens. Um, he he may end up telling me, nope, sorry, you got to take it off your podcast. So um, hopefully this makes the cut, and Ben will let me know. Um, ben and um, Daniel Butcher, uh, Daniel is on the Sci-Fi Christian, and if if you guys remember, if this is you know not your first episode. Last week we did a little episode for um, the Podcasters Initiative um, theme week where we talked about superheroes and um, the Sci-Fi Christian is one of those one of those um, podcasts that, that was part of this and um, I'm just going to say it because I know they're going to they're going to tote it. They, they try to make sure that everybody knows that they were the quote, first Christian geek podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I can't say anything else about that because I know that one listener uh, of theirs actually corrected them and said, no, 
my podcast was the first one like that. But anyway, uh, Daniel is on that podcast. Ben does Strangers and Aliens, and they have come together, and they're they're doing Welcome to Level Seven, which is a podcast about Agents of Shield. And um, I just I want to encourage everybody to go check that out. You can go to Welcome to Level Seven dot com. That's all spelled out, no numbers. Um, and they've actually got a first, one episode up, and I've listened to about twenty to twenty five minutes of it. Um, but I'm really excited about what they're going to be doing. And, um, if, if you and I, David can pull this off, I think we are going to try and include an agents of shield kind of, uh, we're going to, we're going to do something this fall when it comes out. I don't know what, um, because it was my idea to just start a whole new podcast (laughs) and Ben took that and I'm like, you know what? Ben's already got a a good audience, so I'm just going to play along with him. So you and I, David, we might actually be on Welcome to Level Seven sometime in the near future. So I li- I did listen to the first episode and I I rather enjoyed it. Um, I like their their uh, input towards how they think the show is going to be played out mm-hmm. and um, and how they think that's going to affect the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I I'm looking forward to the expansion of that podcast and seeing where it goes from there. Yep. And uh, they're starting out, they're going to um, basically review all of the movies so far in the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, up until we get to September, I guess is when it's supposed to be out. Another cool thing that they're doing um, is if you go onto their actual website, uh, they have little, like, blog blurts uh, about, like, different comic books that they've read that have something to do with S.H.I.E.L.D., Um, and and that's really neat. I I liked how they had um, the the introduction of uh, Agent Coulson into uh, the Marvel Comics universe, which she had not been in before, right. and then um, the introduction of the African American uh, Nick Fury, yeah, uh, who is in the comics Nick Fury's son, Nick Fury Jr. Um, oh, I actually didn't realize that. I kind of yeah. skimmed through it. I'm bad. I know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's, it's rather neat. And I like how they included that on their website and that they're, they're doing more than just going by straight up movies. They're seeing how the movies are affecting the comics and vice versa. Yeah. I, I, uh, I trust Ben, um, very much because he, he writes comic books for a living. So yeah, I, I trust what they're doing there. I'm excited about it. Uh, I think that's all of our like our, our pre-review announcements. Um, up next, uh, I, um, again, oh, go are, ahead. Are we are we going to include like news in this? You... Um, probably normally. This is that's probably what we'll do. Um, okay, because yeah. there's one there's one thing that I really wanted to talk about besides just. Um, and we don't have to talk about it very long. I just wanted to, <laughs> to say something. Um, uh, Quicksilver, mm. uh, they, had, they had previously said that uh, he is going to be, he and his uh, sister Scarlet Witch are going to be in Avengers 2. Mm-hmm. Um, now, today they came out with an announcement that Quicksilver is actually going to be in uh, the X-Men movie Days of Future Past as well. Yep. Uh, because Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver fall in this 
unique territory where they're both included in uh, the X-Men franchise and the Avengers franchise. So yeah. both of those companies can do whatever they want with those characters as long as they don't mention the other team. Um, I, so <laughs> I think it'll be very interesting to see, um, uh, especially in like Avengers 2, how they bring in Quicksilver without mentioning Magneto or the X-Men. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know how they're going to pull that off. I have no idea either. Um, I'm kind of not worried about it. Because um, I think... Well, okay, maybe not everybody. I know that I... I don't even look at them as the same universe anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so it kind of doesn't bother me. I'm excited to see how it's going to work. But... Um, yeah, I think it's weird. And I, I wonder who... like. Because this is the first that we've even heard that Quicksilver is going to be in Days of Future Past. Right. So maybe they're just like, hmm, we're just going to screw him and <laughs> throw him in here. And who knows? Quicksilver may be in there for like, you know, five minutes. And yeah. He may not even be that big of a character. So, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> and, and when they announced it on, on Twitter... Um, they almost like kind of were poking fun at at him being on Avengers two, uh, because on in the tweet he said um, before he was an Avenger he was just a really fast kid. Uh, we'd like to announce that blah 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 is playing Quicksilver in Days of Future Past. Hmm. Um, so it was kind of a stab at Avengers two, like he was an X Men first. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think they're just, I think they're just trying to start stuff. That's yeah. my own opinion. <laughs> I just, this is the first time where two different franchises have had the same character. Um, yeah. And I, I'm very intrigued to see how both of them are going to portray that character. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Very excited for it. Speaking of comic books. Um, and I'm just going to say this, just to kind of let everyone... We are still trying to figure out the format of, of the show. I've changed it now and again because sometimes it just doesn't feel right, um, especially when I personally go and listen to it. Um, there's stuff that I like, stuff that I don't like. So we're, we're working on it. So um, please give us some feedback. Tell us what you think. What should we not have? What should we have? Um, but that's kind of my, my little rant. I'm done there. What's on your pull list? The the first big one was uh, Fearless Defenders 4 AU. Uh, it's one of the Age of Ultron tie-ins. Um, I, I got that. Uh, and then there was a, another um, Age of Ultron tie-in, uh, the Uncanny Avengers 8 AU. Mm. Uh, those were the two... Uh, Age of Ultron books that came out. There wasn't one of the the main stories uh, numbered come out this week, but uh, those two tie-ins did come out, which uh, if you've been reading uh, the Age of Ultron tie-ins and the books, uh, then uh, you'll know that with these tie-ins, they're not really necessary reads to, uh, to know what's going on within the Age of Ultron mm -hmm. story. Um, but they do give you little insights as to what's going on with different characters uh, within that 
timeline reality, whatever it really is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that threw me off um, because the first um, tie-in issue that I read was Superior Spider-Man um, mm. for AU, and I was like, this is really weird, but it, it makes sense if you if you realize that it is separate from the main the main storyline. I, I think it's weird that they titled it like that, but um, it works. <laughs> you might have to edit out a few of my coughs. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I've got water here just in case. In my I... in my in my Spider-Man cup. <laughs> so. And action. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, also, um, in my pull list for this week, uh, there were three. Uh, Lantern books that came out this week: the Green Lantern, uh, Green Lantern New Guardians, and Red Lanterns. Uh, which, with these three books, it wraps up. It's the very end of uh, Wrath of the First Lantern, uh, which um, uh, Green Lantern number twenty is huge. It's a couple weeks late, uh, so I, there was another epilogue that. Uh, there was an epilogue that came out last week, I think, or two weeks ago. Um, so it kind of spoiled a little bit of the ending before the actual ending came out. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, because, but, I mean, I try to be understanding because, I mean, this book, it, it's an oversized book. It, it cost $8. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, it's like 64 pages or something like that. Wow. Uh, when you look at the side, it almost looks like a thin trade paperback. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's really neat. And um, oh, I forget what the writer's name is. Um, Johns. Jeff Johns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, was finishing up his his writing for Green Lantern with that issue. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, it's his last issue writing for the Green Lantern. Oh. And um, so they kind of wanted to have them go out with a bang and um if you haven't been reading uh the green lantern books then um don't start with the wrath of the first lantern because you'll be completely <laughs> lost but but uh go back and and read through i mean um we're not too far into the new 52 so you yeah. can read a good 20 issues <laughs> yeah. well we're almost two years into it so yeah it's crazy um uh also uh one more book that i had um uh the big one that i had was uh justice league number 20 mm-hmm. uh it's the uh the prologue to the trinity war mm-hmm. uh which the trinity war is going to be dc's next big crossover event um yep. so this is leading into that um and it talks about uh a revelation about Pandora's box could destroy Wonder Woman and Superman's relationship. So it kind of, it's stepping into what's going to happen with this Trinity war and how it's going to start. And, um, very interesting read. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the Trinity war. Yeah. I'm, I've been, I've been reading, um, justice league. I haven't made it to, uh, to issue 20 yet. I think I'm, I want to say I'm on, 16 or 17 right now um Mm. i've this is like um other than batman this is probably and and maybe the flash this is my favorite dc book 
Aquaman. So, <laughs> I I do like Aquaman, and actually that kind of brings me to my uh my poll list for the week. Um, would be uh, Superior Spider-Man number ten. Uh, this book or this series has really kind of surprised me. When um, Spider-Man issue number seven hundred came out, which was supposed to be David's very first episode, um, <laughs> uh, when it came out, I was pretty bummed with how they dealt with Peter, and uh, and so I was like, I'm not gonna like Superior Spider-Man. I didn't care for um, issue number one that much, and then I just I was like, you know what? I'm gonna read it because I like Spider-Man. Mm. Uh, and it would just feel wrong to not be reading Spider-Man. And there's a bunch of spider books out there. Um, but this one, this is Peter, kind of. Uh, and I've read up through, you know, uh, issue nine. And I'm just kind of like, I'm at that what the heck moment. So yeah. definitely, because uh, I, I can't give anything away. But the only thing I can say is that um, as of issue nine... Peter Parker or Dr. Octopus has taken over um, Peter's body and um, there's still a little bit of Peter left in, in the mind. So they kind of share a brain together um, and I, I won't spoil anything about issue nine, but it leaves you hanging. Um, so issue 10 is on my poll list this week. I'm excited to read it. Um, Justice League 20, um, Aquaman 20. I, I have a lot to catch up on with Aquaman, but um, that is a book that has been done very well lately. And that was actually the first book, I think, that pulled me into the New 52. So uh, pretty excited about that. And then um, Deadpool number 10. Um, Deadpool is kind of a guilty pleasure uh, because sometimes I feel like I shouldn't read it because because uh, he's cause it's like, is he a good guy or is he a bad guy? <laughs> Um, but he, he reminds me so much of myself. Um, you know, he's, he's sarcastic. And like, those are the jokes that I make probably in my head. Like when I'm at work, I see people and I make probably some of the meanest jokes. So, um, Deadpool's, he reminds me of myself only about 10 times worse. Um, but I, I love this series. It's been a lot of fun also. Um, do you have anything else? Another book that I, I want to read, it wasn't in my pull list this week, but I, I do want to get around to reading it once it gets a little bit cheaper, um, is Fantastic Four number eight. I've been really enjoying the Marvel Now Fantastic Four books, which is surprising for me because before I was like, oh, well, I like the Fantastic Four, but they're not like in my top, my top uh, teams or my top books or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, but I, they've done a really good job with this uh, run of Fantastic Four so far. Um, if anyone, like, if you don't know anything about it, um, Reed has discovered that uh, there's been uh, there's something wrong with uh, his his abilities. Um, his molecular level is like disintegrating, I guess. Mm. Um, and it because. Uh, how did they describe it? Like everyone, everyone is disintegrating, but because of these abilities, uh, it's changed how their body is affected by, by it. And, um, so, uh, Reed gets this idea to, uh, take the kids. Uh, he ensues two kids 
and the rest of Fantastic Four on this trip through space and time. Um, and it's supposed to be like a learning experience for his kids, but what he's actually doing is he's trying to find the cure for what's happening to him. Yeah. Um, which also, with them being gone, it ties into the FF line, which I'm not as into, um, but it's still decent. Mm. Um, but yeah, Fantastic Four has been really strong. Uh, and issue eight, which came out this week, uh, one day a year, uh, the thing reverts back to his, the human form of Ben Grimm. Mm. And then in issue eight, that's the, that day of the year. Oh, wow. Is, so I'm, I'm ready to read it. I, <laughs> I should just fun. bend down and, <laughs> and buy it. Uh, yeah, I've I read the first issue. I own it. Um, the only reason I think I picked it up is because it was a you know Scotty Young cover, and I'm a sucker for those. Uh, but I I I should probably go back and pick up some back issues because um, I do like Fantastic Four, and they're kind of same boat that they are with you. Uh, they're not like they're not my first family of superheroes, um, but I'll read them anyway. Here's how I want to set this up. Um, I, I guess uh, may, maybe just uh, start it off. But um, David, you've actually now I talked to your wife. Um, uh, well, fiance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm I've been married for so long. Everybody's Sorry. got a wife, I guess. Uh, your fiance. I apologize. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> she will be soon. Yeah. So. Um, I talked to your fiance, and um, she explained to me that you're actually um, trying to watch Star Trek in chronological order, so you weren't totally for sure that you wanted to see this movie. Am I right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> um, I mean, I've I've seen some of the like the original series here and there, like when my mom was watching it when I was a kid, but um, I I don't remember any of the original series. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I've seen uh, some of the movies too, like Wrath of Khan, and um, okay. Well, that makes me feel better then. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I started with I'm starting with Enterprise, uh, the TV show Enterprise, and uh, right now I am almost to the end of season four. So once I'm done with that, I'm going to be moving into the original series, um, and then going from there. And then it'll be really fun once I get past the original series because you kind of have to jump up and down with um, uh, the Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, and you kind of because they're kind of in the same timeline. Oh. Okay. Um, so you have to watch them in different orders, and that'll be fun. Okay. See, um, my experience with Star Trek is very little. Um, I my really my first experience with Star Trek was. Um, the 2009 movie that this is that Into Darkness is a sequel of, and um, so that kind of that kind of got the juices flowing for me. So I was definitely ready for this movie, um, but it, you know, just oh, it's been only only been a couple months. Uh, a couple months ago, I tried to sit down and I watched the first three episodes of the original series, <laughs> and I couldn't go any further um it just it pained me to watch it and i think it's because i'm a spoiled person and um 
some movies, especially sci-fi movies, when you go back and you try watching them, you see all of the things that they couldn't do with special effects. So it kind of... I, I was just a spoiled baby, and I couldn't finish <laughs> the original series. Yeah, um, we are definitely spoiled when it comes to special effects. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah. Uh, but I did, I did decide, just on a whim, um, last month, I think it was last month, maybe. Yeah, I was up late one night. I wasn't working, so I was up late. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch Wrath of Khan. And we'll get we'll get to spoilers. I know I, sh- I should say that at the beginning. We're going to spoil this here in a little bit. Um, but we won't right now. But I'm just going to say I'm glad I did watch Wrath of Khan. I may end up trying to watch one of the other series. Um but it's not like high on my priority. I'm pretty happy with what JJ has done with mm. these two movies. Um, so, well, it, I, I personally like I like I said I have had little experience with Star Wars. Um, I mean, Star, excuse me, Star Trek. Woo! <laughs> JJ's gonna own them both here in a yeah. little anyway. <laughs> um, I had lots of experience with Star Wars, but I had a little experience with uh, Star Trek here and there from when my mom, but one of my friends talked me into watching the show uh, Enterprise because he loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, if you haven't seen it, I would suggest at least giving Enterprise a shot because it it, it was the latest TV show to come out. Okay. Um, the ratings weren't... Uh, weren't everything that they could have been, so that's why it ended up getting canceled after the fourth season. Uh, but I I highly enjoy it, so definitely check it out. Awesome. I'm I'm, I'm I want to. I can't say that I will because I <laughs> I have Netflix and there's so many TV shows. Like I'm I'm on. We just started season six of The Office, so it's like I'm like hurry up and watch them all so I can watch the new or the the most recent the last episode. Mm. Uh, so, so I I will try and get to it sooner or later. Um, but uh, overall, David, well, I guess maybe we should um, explain what this movie was about. The the primary focus of this movie, I guess, is uh, John Harrison, who's a rogue agent. Um, he attacks Starfleet. He he blows up kind of their um, their R and D department. From what I understand, that's what it is. The research and development. He he blows that up, and then goes to attack the the senior commanders, all the the captains and admirals and that that kind of stuff. So they end up sending out the crew of the Enterprise, uh, which would be Captain Kirk, um, Spock, Uhura, um, Sulu, everybody that you know and love, um, sends them out on a manhunt um, to capture. John Harrison, they they want him dead, and things get a little weird. Um, things get turned on their head when they go to capture John Harrison because Kirk makes the decision on his own to um, to not kill him but just to capture him. It's really hard to describe this movie without giving away one of the the biggest like plot points. Mm-hmm. Of it. Um, <laughs> so there's this guy, and he's kind yeah. of a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. um, really what this movie focuses on is the relationship of Kirk and Spock. Um, obviously, that's what 
you know, the original series, that's what a lot of it was about. That's what the first movie was about. Um, but this, they really dig into the meat of their relationship, um, at, not only as working partners, but as friends. Um, and I, I guess you could say they're almost brothers um, in this movie, more so than in the first one. You, you see how they've kind of grown, and they even argue like brothers. And um, it, it really explores that. It goes deep into that. So that's kind of the, the gist of the movie. Um, and then you have uh, John Harrison, played by Benedict Cumberbatch, as the villain. Um, There's also a lot of points where um, it it likes to, to put spots on uh, Spock, where the differences between his Vulcan side and his human side. Yeah. Where, um, where uh, in in one of the in in the opening scene where they are they are on this uh, planet that has these early life forms, um, and there's a volcano, and they have put Spock in it. He's trying to like uh, make it so when this volcano erupts, it uh, solidifies so it doesn't destroy this planet before it has a chance to to grow into its full potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, he... And, and this this is minor spoilers. It's not like... It's nothing major. Um, so so don't beat me over the head, you, you spoiler people. <laughs> um, he, uh, he's in there, and, and he just like, let's go, and uh, he... He's ready to die, and uh, he he doesn't really. He seems like he doesn't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they they end up transporting him out at the last second, and um, and getting out of there. Um, so obviously Spock lives, uh, but then later on in the movie, um, when he's arguing with uh, Ahura about uh, his feelings and. Um, how he he doesn't feel and he doesn't care whether he lives or dies, and he he was saying that like he chose not to. How did he word it? He chose not to, not to care because he cared or something like that. Like, yeah, something very Vulcanish to say. Yeah, it was very very <laughs> deep, and that was one of the most like touching moments to me. It touched me right right here in the heart. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I love me some Spock. Uh, who doesn't? And and the simple fact that you know it is uh, Zachary Quinto who played uh, Siler in Heroes <laughs> that just makes it all the better. Um, I, I could get into that, and I, maybe I will later. Um, overall, for another episode. Yeah, actually, that that's the plan. Um, overall, what did you think of this movie? I I think I know. People probably know, but just say it. I loved it. Oh my gosh, I loved it so much. I walked out of the theater like a giddy schoolboy. Um, I and I think I loved it so much because, like, I hadn't I'd seen one preview for it. I hadn't watched any other like clips or any mm-hmm. secondary previews. I'd watched one preview for it yeah. because um, my problem with Iron Man was I had gotten oversaturation i'd watched way too much but before i saw it so yeah. my expectations were were way too high and uh, i didn't want i don't want that with any other movies this year um and this was the the first one I, I started doing that with and i'm so glad that i did because i feel like if i had seen too much of this early on it would have done the same thing as it did with iron man 
But I went in there not expecting anything, and it blew those lack of expectations out of the water. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Now myself, I didn't have. I mean, obviously, I loved the first one, and I've said it before. I'm a J.J. Abrams fanboy. I mean, he could make um any kind of movie, and I'd probably just go see it because it's got his name on it. He's involved. Um. So obviously, I. I don't know that I'd say I had high expectations. I think I had normal expectations for the fact mm. that I like JJ and I liked the first movie. Um, and I really enjoyed this movie. And, and even the fact that I'm not like, I wouldn't call myself a Star Trek fan. You know, I'm not a Trekker. I'm not a Trekkie, nothing like that. <laughs> but, you know, the fact I that just, you said Trekker revealed that you're not. <laughs> well, well, I, here's the thing. I tried to do some Star Trek homework um, mm-hmm. and I watched a couple of, uh, documentary things on Netflix and like, they had this debate is like, some people like to be called Trekkies. Some people like to be called Trekkers. Some people get offended if they're called a Trekkie. So I'm like, whatever, I'm just going to please both crowds and I'm going <laughs> to say both. So nobody can come kill me. So, cause I, I do know that there are some Trek fans that listen to, to geek this podcast. So, um, including yourself, I guess. But I I really enjoyed this movie um, overall. I, I thought it was a pretty strong movie, and I cared about the characters. Um, so, I mean, for, for me, this has been the best movie that I've seen this summer, and the only other movie I've seen this summer is Iron Man 3. Um, I think it just... I and I could just be really sensitive because I am a, a Marvel fanboy and there were just some things that Iron Man 3 did wrong um and we talk about that if you go to geekthispodcast.com slash episode um uh 11 is it 11 uh, or 12 or I thought 10 I think it's 10. episode 10 it's 10 yeah if you go to episode 10 um you can listen to that if you haven't already and I explain that there um so this is kind of the plus that this movie had is I didn't have the expectations of, you know, of, of really anything. I was just going to sit back and, and let this movie do its thing. And it did it very well. So it, it definitely, um, even if you hadn't seen the first one or you hadn't seen the first one in a long time, so you forgot everything about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, it it did a really good job, but, pulling you into the story very quickly and making you care about who these characters were and what they were doing and um, and how the story was affecting them. Um, man, it was just so good overall. Yeah. Um, um, the, uh, the opening scene of this movie, um, what was the first thing that you thought of? Just be totally honest with me. What was the first thing that you thought when you saw that opening scene? What did it remind you of, I guess? A little bit of Avatar, almost. (laughs) Okay. Um, But, but, I mean, I I wasn't really, at at that point when I was watching it, I wasn't thinking anything. I was just like, this is Star Trek, and I'm here (laughs) now. (laughs) Okay, okay. So so me sitting back, um, not expecting anything, the first thing I thought was, this looks like Indiana Jones. This this scene because they're running through these these this forest basically um, these trees being chased by um, native 
and I, that was my first thought. I'm sitting here going, this is Indiana Jones. I've heard it compared to like Bond, and it, and it makes mm. sense. Um, and I, I, I was like, that sucked me in. Because J.J. Abrams, people call him, you know, the young George Lucas or the young Steven Spielberg, and he's both, and that was just perfect for me. Uh, it just felt like a, a really cool homage to those movies. Yeah, and, now that you say it, I can definitely see where that's coming from. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of running in this film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's so much stuff that I was impressed with in this movie. Um I don't. Do you have anything that you want to say, kind of before spoilers? Because I don't know that I do. Um, not really. I mean, we already talked about how pleased we both were with the film overall. Yeah. Um, I I don't know how much more we can say without going into the spoilers because uh, obviously there there's the big there's the big plot twist with the main villain, mm-hmm. and then um and then there's something else I want to talk about. Uh, from the end of the film that is kind of spoilers too yeah Um, so okay let's Um, go into it yeah so so we're gonna stop here is if you've seen star trek into darkness go ahead and keep listening we're gonna discuss this if you have not seen star trek into darkness stop what you're doing shame on you yeah (laughs) i mean come on this is the summer people you should be seeing these movies at least no more than two days after they come out (laughs) <laughs> okay, that, that's that's going to be my rule from now on. Now, watch it. I, I have movies that I want to see, and I probably won't get to see them until like, the day they're out of theaters. Um, <laughs> so if you've seen this, keep listening. If you haven't, stop right here. Just stop. Okay, so um, uh, let's just let's get the elephant. Let's just, let's just point him out. The elephant in the room. What did you think of the whole John Harrison thing? Just oh, him as a character, I, I guess. I, well, to be honest, I, I, I pretty much knew that he was, um, we'll go and say it. I, uh-huh. I pretty much knew that he was Khan, uh, almost from like the big, not the beginning, getting, mm-hmm. but, um, pretty, pretty close into the movie, like pretty soon into the movie. I, I figured out like, oh, this is Khan. This is how they're, this is what they're doing. Mm. And, and man, uh, I, but I did enjoy that twist where they're like, uh, interrogating him and, and then he gives them his real name and, and everyone in the, in the theater just kind of goes, Oh, yeah. (laughs) See when when I went and saw it, um, I guess I, I guess I've seen it twice. Yeah. I've seen it twice. Um, the, the first time there was like hardly any reaction the second time i was hearing people behind me whisper to each other like oh, i totally knew it I, I knew it you know and and it was great um now see when because here's the thing i unintentionally heard rumors that that was the case um so i really tried to empty that i do that every time i walk into a theater it's like okay let's empty out everything that i've even heard um and uh so I thought it was really cool once you finally got to that reveal because for me it just it built and built and built because I'm sitting here going, no, no, this that that can't be it. Now I'm not a huge Star Trek fan either, so uh, I was just along for the ride. And right. once they revealed that, 
my mind immediately went back to the Wrath of Khan. I'm like, okay, what are they are they pulling stuff from the Wrath of Khan, or are they going to set this up so that the next movie is basically the Wrath of Khan, kind mm-hmm. of that kind of thing? Um, I thought uh, John Harrison slash Khan Benedict Cumberbatch in general, just a really fantastic character, very yeah. well played. Um, now I know Benedict Cumberbatch from Sherlock, uh, the BBC show, um, and he's fantastic in that. And that's what a lot of people know him from. And, um, he's just a fantastic actor. This movie really showed, um, kind of the, the depth that this guy has and the ability that he has to just kind of throw himself into a role. Just fantastic all out character and actor. Yeah, um, and then uh, not long after the reveal, when, uh, well, I guess it was a long time after the reveal, um, uh, one of my favorite parts uh, was the the Leonard Nimoy, uh, <laughs> yeah. old, old Spock spot in there, where, um, where they, they find out that, that Khan isn't everything that he said that he was. And yeah. that he's um, he's not to be trusted, mm-hmm. and uh, that was uh, because uh, up leading up to that point, they they almost made it seem like oh, um, Khan he's he's just misunderstood. He's mm-hmm. um, he's not that bad after all. Um, but yeah, see, I felt that way too because <clears throat> um, you know they they reveal that Khan's not the only bad guy um, and that the Admiral, who... It, now, I don't know if I'm mistaken, and you might be able to to answer this. I didn't look it up because, again, I got lazy, and this is, like, last-minute recording. Um, but... Yeah, it, am I mistaken? We're actually recording this at... Close, it's going on midnight right now, so... Yeah. If, if we're kind of all <laughs> over the place, then you know why. <laughs> Um, if I'm not mistaken, the Admiral, um, I don't even remember his name, but, um, the Admiral, was he, or was he not played by the guy, same guy that played Robocop? Or do you know? I don't know. Cause you're um, a little younger than I am. Not like forever older or younger, but you're a little younger than I am. 24. See, now, okay. You're, you're a couple of years younger. You're as old as my brother. It, <laughs> it just, I feel old. Um, yeah, I I think, if I'm not mistaken, the guy that played the Admiral was the same guy that played um, Robocop. Because he looks the same to me, at least. Uh, so, it was. It was Peter Weller. I just looked it up on IMDb. I'm excited. Because <laughs> I've listened to one other review of this movie, and that was on Strangers and Aliens. And they didn't even say that, which kind of surprised me, because they like to reference old movies. Um, um, trying to think where I was going with this. Thank you, Midnight. Um, <laughs> and see, I'm up at this time normally. Uh, when um when they were when actually before they revealed that when they when they show the admiral and the that initial attack, uh, not the initial attack, the the attack on the officers when that happens, uh, or after that happens and Kirk and Spock go to talk to the Admiral, they show all of these ships. And I don't, 
I'm sure you saw them because they did that intentionally. But you mm. basically see, um, basically they're just talking about um, the development from you know the shuttles that we use now to the ones that they use in Starfleet, and then you see the big black um, ship that looks like basically the Enterprise on steroids, and it's the 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 main sh- you know the the other ship in the movie and something there triggered for me because I saw this and I'm like okay they're showing this this black ship um and I've seen in trailers or something I had seen that John Harrison or you know Khan he's piloting that and I was like wait a minute something just doesn't feel right to me so I almost called the fact that the Admiral was not being 100% honest with Kirk um, before they even revealed that in the movie, which um, it didn't really disappoint me because I feel like I was probably the only person in the theater that caught that because, uh, you know, people are sometimes loud in theaters and nobody said anything. So, um, But what did you think of that twist with the fact that um, Starfleet isn't totally innocent in this yeah i uh i that i didn't see that coming at all honestly um when when he came out there and and he was the man with the plan mm-hmm. um it's like wow i that's out of nowhere because um because i mean this is the admiral of starfleet and he's supposed to be uh leading them in all that's good and and he's the exact opposite of that. So yeah, um, yeah. Um, that he, I, to um, to tie it all together, uh, I guess we never really mentioned it, but um, yeah, um, there's this one part where, um, where Khan, uh, after he attacks uh, Starfleet, he goes to the the home planet of the Klingons, and. Um, and little do we know until this moment that um, the Admiral just wants to start this war with the Klingons mm-hmm. um, because he thinks that it's going to happen anyway. Uh, so he wants to start this all-out war, um, and he thinks this is the way to do it. Yeah. Um, which... I like that they set that up because um, they keep saying over and over again that war with the Klingons, if they if they go this far, if they chase after John Harrison, um, war with the Klingons is inevitable, which is cool because um, – now, I know what Klingons used to look like, but right. I like the reveal when they show them in this movie because I'm like – after seeing them, I'm like, okay – I want to see more of these things and I'm hoping that if and when they make the third Star Trek movie that this is what we get. We do get some, you know, Klingon warfare going on there. Mm-hmm. I think that would just be really great for these movies. Um see when when I think Klingon, all I can think of is Worf from uh the next generation. Mm. Because that's what I think of when I think Klingon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now we didn't really talk too much about, um, uh, kind of 
like like we said, we're pretty much all over the place. And one, it's a lack of my notes, and I apologize. Um, and two, it, it is midnight, and I'm sure David's more exhausted than I am. This is prime time for me, but uh, my, my, my brain's not here. Um, <laughs> now, um, the... What we forgot to mention is, you know, Kirk gets chewed out for this thing that happens on this planet at the beginning of the movie. Um, and to a degree, it's kind of irrelevant to the overall story. The main point that you need to know is um, uh, that's where kind of the bonding between Kirk and Spock happens. This is like the focus mm. of the movie. Of um, Kirk asks Bones, Dr. McCoy, um, on the Enterprise, uh, I, I don't remember if it's before or after they... I think it's before they actually beam Spock out of there. Um, he asked, uh, Kirk asks Bones, he says, um, you know, if if I were down there and Spock was in control of the ship, what would he do? And Bones just says, he'd let you die. Um, and that's kind of the, that's the main focus of, of this movie... I think, or at least it was for me. That's that's what I kept coming back to, mm. is that the relationship that these guys have, and I know I mentioned that before, um, and I, I always think that that's a really cool thing, and I guess we can kind of get to the other big part of this movie, when um, Khan has just attacked and just pretty much destroyed the, the Enterprise, the the ship gets so damaged that it knocks the the power core um off a little bit and kirk basically says i'm going to risk my life and i'm going to go and i'm going to fix it um and now i'm going to say this when he actually goes and he's kicking the power core to get mm -hmm. it straight i got a little upset because <laughs> i'm sitting here going Okay, you've got barely any energy from this radiation that's coming from this thing. Right. Um, and you're holding on to this 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 piece of metal and swinging yourself to kick the thing. That just didn't seem realistic to me. I had a problem yeah, with that. I, I said <laughs> I definitely agree with that. That part was a little unbelievable. Yeah, I mean but, it looked it looked good, but yeah. Um, see if it was me, I would have just like gotten down and. Because I have a, a pretty um, a pretty muscular build. Like I mean, I'm I'm a fat guy. I won't I won't <laughs> I won't play around. I I'm a chubby guy. Um, but I would have used you know my upper body strength and pushed the thing in alignment. You probably could have been in and out of there faster. Um, so he he realigns this and basically um, he he gets so sick that he's on the verge of dying. And then they bring, then Doctor or Scotty brings um, Spock up to see what's going on here. Um, how did you feel about that whole scene, David? Because um, as I know, and you probably, you may or may not remember, that's that's from the Wrath of Khan. Um, that is that scene is played out just in a flipped way mm. in the Wrath of Khan. Um, what did you think about that? I mean. Am I, did I just spoil something for you, or do you remember that? No, I. Oh, I I vaguely remember it. It's been a while since I've seen the movie, um, so it's it's in my distant memories. But um, huh. 
but yeah, I, I mean, when, um, when, uh, and yeah, I know there's a mild spo- spoiler alert, uh, when Kirk, uh, quote, dies, um, are we talking about that scene? Yeah. 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 Sorry. I passed him in night again. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, We're almost when, done, I promise. When, uh, Kirk dies, uh, and uh, Spock uh, screams Khan's name. Uh, that was another moment when the entire theater kind of like, like hushed over. Like, yeah, there it is. Uh-huh. Because even even people who haven't seen Wrath of Khan uh-huh. know like the screaming of the name Khan. Yeah. Like it's it's a well known. Oh yeah, it's a well-known piece of cinematic history. Yeah, yeah. I actually I liked um, I liked just the whole you know the hand on the glass thing because I like I had never I mean yeah I knew that part where where originally Kirk screams um, Khan, um, but I it wasn't until I actually watched Wrath of Khan and I, I saw that. Um, and even then, it just it kind of made me well up, you know, a little bit. You know, I kind of wanted to cry a little bit. Um, but then this time, it like it did it again. And uh, now I didn't think that Kirk was dead or anything. I figured they're going to bring him back somehow. Um, because even though this is an alternate timeline, I'm sure they want to, you know, go on the five year mission thing, um, which we'll come to. Yeah. Uh, but just. Seeing that, you know, the the palms on the glass, um, that that really moved me because, for me, I felt like that's where they kind of got that connection back because they kind of lost it when um, Kirk gets in trouble uh, for for disobeying the protocol and that kind of thing. Um, at the beginning of the movie, they just their their bond just kind of breaks and they don't have the same respect for each other um, that they did in. Well, and I mean, they, they struggled in the last movie, but you knew that they had a bond and it broke at the beginning of this one. And I felt like that bond was just kind of mended. And, you know, I have lots of brothers. And so I, I really felt that kind of in a personal way. Um, and just it, it was a really well-crafted scene, I think. Um, I think I, I was going somewhere with that. <laughs> oh goodness! Um, yeah, but, I I agree. That was a very well crafted scene, and it was one of the the most emotional scenes in the movie. Because even though I think I don't think anyone believed that um, that Kirk was like dead, dead, mm-hmm. um, it still like for a split second you almost think like, oh my gosh, he's dead, like. Even yeah. if just for that second, and uh-huh. that second is enough to really move that scene, uh, like yeah. man, yeah. And I love how they just totally they 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 flip um, the source material. You know, they flip mm-hmm. the Wrath of Khan, and we're gonna keep coming back to that because that's really what a lot of what some of this movie is. Um, and when Spock just uh once he figures out okay they can't beam him can't bring beam um con up to the ship but they can beam him down 
when he just like as soon as he beams he takes off running and like i just wanted to like stand up in the theater and i'm like yeah you get him man you know <laughs> um it was just it was it was awesome to to see that um really kind of i i don't know for me at least i felt like that was kind of the human side of spock mm. you know um because he's like you know you just killed my brother man and i'm going to kill you um i'm going to i'm going to take you out and um i really thought that the la- you know that that final scene with uh between spock and um and khan um a really great action sequence and um i just i wanted to see khan or spock do so much more to khan just really <laughs> just really just beat the tar out of him yeah. um uh, but I, I don't know that, I mean, I don't know that I have much else to say for the movie. I mean, um, I think it wrapped up nicely and as much as I want there to be another, um, movie, if they don't make one, I'm still happy with it. And I, that's kind of how I look at movies anyway, because a lot of movies have a tendency to have what people like to call sequelitis where, you know, they, um, they intentionally leave a movie hanging so that um, there's going to be another another one after that. Um, but I, I liked how it wrapped. I mean, what do yeah. you think? I I loved the ending of this because um, it it shows them uh, starting like the the five year mission, uh, which is what Star Trek is all about, mm-hmm. um, and and man, it was to to hear to hear that last those last lines, um, and him talking about like uh, going where no man has gone before, and and then them taking off into warp, and knowing that like this is the start of of that exploration exploration mission mm-hmm. that that all the the Trekkies know and love. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it was it it felt it felt good yeah it it was it was a nice ending it made me want to stand up and clap but no one else did so i (laughs) stayed seated (laughs) yeah i hear you um yeah i'm i'm really glad with what um what they did with this movie um i really didn't have too many problems with it because i've gotten to a point with in, in movies where um, for the sake of the story or whatever, just maybe even my enjoyment, I, I tend to let some things go. Um, so I think overall they did just a superb job. Um, and like I said before, this is my favorite movie so far this summer. Um, and uh, I, I don't think we've made a schedule of what we're going to review or anything. Um, but the next one we'll probably do, unless we do one before then, obviously, is Man of Steel. Um, we'll be doing that in June. Yeah, I, I don't think there's anything else coming out that really falls into our expertise before then. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, so that's that's our our discussion of Star Trek Into Darkness. Um, this is going to be very all over the place, and I apologize. Um, but you know what? Take it or leave it. That's what I have to say. <laughs> Now it's time for Geek This Recommends, where we recommend cool things 
for you to check out. Um, my recommend for this episode and this week um, would be um, it's a website called Graphic Audio. I think you can find them at graphicaudio.com. I'll have links in the show notes. Um, but I'm a huge fan of audiobooks, which um, you'll also hear our little Audible sponsorship later. Um, I love audiobooks, but what I like even more is um, dramatic tellings of stories. Like um, I don't know, kind of like uh, like audio dramas, like radio dramas. Um, the first thing that comes to my mind is like um, Adventures in Odyssey. Or something like that. Um, that I used to listen on the radio when I was a kid. Yeah. And uh, I just really like those. Well, graphic audio, what they do is they actually take. Um, now sometimes they're like actual books. They dramatize them, um, but they're they're pretty much focused in like basically geek genre stuff. Like um, the first thing I ever saw, and I I still haven't picked it up. I really want to. Um, is the Marvel Civil War. They actually dramatize that, and I don't know how long it is or anything like that, but just – they do such a great job. Um, the ones that I have listened to – or the one that I've listened to is um, Batman, the Stone King. Um, the story itself, I, I didn't really care for. Um, it was good up until the ending, <laughs> and then it just kind of bit <laughs> – um, but there's another one that I'm going to be listening to soon called, uh, Batman No Man's Land, um, which, uh, should probably, should be pretty good because I've heard a lot of people say good things about No Man's Land and, um, they have a bunch of stuff. So, um, I don't have like an affiliate link for them, so we can't like make any money as of right now, um, <laughs> from graphic audio. Um, so this is just a pure recommendation. Go check out graphic audio. Um, and, uh. And let me know what you think about it. Uh, um, oh, go ahead. I, I do actually have one recommend. And um, it, uh, the book that I got from, um, from the, the audio book. Um, oh, our sponsor? Yes. Audible. Audible, yes. <laughs> yeah. The, the, <laughs> uh, the audio book that I got from Audible, it's um, the um, untold stories of uh, Marvel Comics. And I have really been enjoying that book. So um, if you uh, go to that link uh, to, to help out the podcast and you're like, I'm not really sure what to listen to. Um, well, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably like comic books at least a little bit. Yeah. Um, so definitely check out that book. It's, it's made me learn a lot about behind the scenes of like how Marvel was started and how it got to where it is today, and I'm only in chapter four, That's cool. um, so it, it's a it's a very long um, audio book, so it'll keep keep you entertained for a long time. Um, I'm in chapter four, which is probably two and a half hours in. Wow! And it's it's broken down into um, three segments of like six hours each, so oh, wow. I'm not even very far into the book. Cool. And I've already learned a whole lot, so um, I'm just expecting to get better from there. If you would like to support Geek This Podcast, go to audibletrial.com slash geekthis, and Audible will give you a free, totally free, audiobook. 
you have 30 days to choose from one of 100,000 books that they have on their site. And after the 30 days, you can either say, hey, I've had enough and go on your way. Or you can continue your subscription. Totally up to you. And that kicks back some money to us at Geek This Podcast so we can keep doing what we're doing. Thank you so much for your support. Episode feedback. Uh, ben Avery, uh, who we've already talked about today, and uh, you should all know who he is by now. Um, uh, he said, uh, the cool thing about the Amalgam Universe is that they wrote those books as if they were part of an, an amazing continuity. So many of them start in the middle of the action and end with a cliffhanger that will never be resolved. But it's all on purpose. And as a gimmick, knowing it's just one issue each, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. Um, and again, I hope they do something like that again. It would just yeah. be really great. Um, Daniel Butcher, and this is funny because this is actually the host of the new Welcome to Level 7 podcast. Um, uh, Daniel Butcher wrote, and um, I made a comment of who, like, if you could pick, like, five people from uh, Marvel or DC, what would your what would that team be? Um, who would they be? And Daniel um, commented and said that he would choose Batman, Aquaman, Wolverine, um, the Martian Manhunter, and Agent Coulson. Um, which I think would be a very interesting t- team. Um, and uh, I'm going to go with the the first three characters there, Batman, Aquaman, and Wolverine. They would have a hard time getting along. Uh-huh. Um, because um, Wolverine always has some kind of bad attitude, as much as I love him. Um, and so does Aquaman. So uh, it would definitely make an interesting team, um, a very powerful team, too. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Geek This Podcast. Um, If you'd like to check the show notes for this episode, they're found at geekthispodcast.com slash episode 12. Also, if you want to get in touch with us, the first place you should check is geekthispodcast.com slash connect, and you'll find all of the following information. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash geekthispodcast. You can find myself, David Clements, on Twitter at underscore David Clements. That's all one word. And you can find David on Twitter at the David Hunt, all one word. And our phone number, if you want to call in, is 765-416-3651. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. After his attack, uh, Khan um, went to the, the planet uh, of the, the Romulans. Uh, no, the, um... the... No, the... <laughs> yeah. Boy, we're showing our Star Trek fans. Um, um, the Klingons. The Klingon, yes. Yeah. What, what, Kronos. What, Kronos. Whatever. One, the Klingon. one of those races. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Edit, 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 edit. Oh, well, we just offended so many people. <laughs> That's why we're just going to edit that part out. Yeah.